Hello, market meditators, and welcome to your daily market briefing. Short, snappy, no BS, 10-minute daily updates about the crypto markets. Delivered to you by me, Kin. There are a few tools that constitute a wider strategy that we use here at Market Meditations in a bull, bear, crab, whatever crypto market condition to identify opportunities early and go on to capitalize or make money off of said opportunities. I'm using this opportunity and platform today to share with you exactly what this strategy is and how to use the tools that fall into the scope of this strategy. So if you are interested in getting in on opportunities early in the cryptocurrency markets, even in tricky and bearish markets like we find ourselves in regrettably now, be sure to watch to the end of this call. Perhaps you're wondering why I described these current market conditions as very difficult. Well, if you open up any crypto price provider like CoinMarketCap, you'll see that the current trading levels are pretty low. BTC is down below that 17k level once again, albeit trading flat on the 24 hour. Ethereum, our second biggest crypto by market cap, is also flat on the 24 hour, trading above the 1.2k level though. Our big losers on the 24-hour, so the cryptos, if you like, that are feeling the pressure the most, is in first place Dogecoin. Dogecoin has been experiencing a very sharp rally in these current market conditions. Probably what we're seeing now is a bit of a correction, because a lot of rallies in these types of market conditions do not go unmatched for long. Our biggest movers on the 24-hour, taking only the top 100 cryptos by market cap into consideration, is Ethereum Proof of Work, up about 20% on the 24-hour, Trust Wallet Token, up 17%, and Terra Classic, actually, up about 9%. Albeit, it will take a lot more for anyone to have any confidence in this fallen angel crypto. Trust Wallet Token, probably benefiting from the general sentiment right now, whereby crypto investors are suspicious of centralized exchanges and looking for more solutions towards the realm of self-custody. And that, of course, is the realm which Trust Wallet Token falls into. For me, this conveys the resilience of the crypto markets. The collapse of centralized exchange FTX was not regarded as an opportunity or a means to give up on cryptocurrency, rather a valuable opportunity to learn and move towards self-custody and take a step further into navigating the crypto market successfully. Regarding overall market conditions, I do think we will probably see BTC and crypto market prices stay at current levels unless we have some sort of strong stimulus either to the buy or sell side of things. On the sell side of things, I see the FTX contagion risk being the key concern. What I mean by that is another big crypto company failing and that shaking investor confidence and a company that was somehow exposed to FTX. Perhaps FTX owed them a of money, which of course they now will have to default on. And in terms of positive pressure, uh, the next FOMC meeting is in 12 days. The market does seem to suspect that a less aggressive interest rate will be pursued by the Federal Reserve. If that does turn out to be the case, it will be positive for the cryptocurrency markets. These are risk on assets, lower interest rates create a better environment for risk. That concludes our look at the charts, which takes us one step closer to talking about this crypto strategy that I think will make money for people. Our approach or first tool to this cryptocurrency strategy begins with analyzing the overall marketplace. 
We have to understand the context we are operating any tool or strategy within. So let us consider the top headlines in the crypto news today to try suss out the overall temperature of the market, the first step to any crypto strategy. Trader Joe is the talk of the town today. The biggest decentralized exchange, DEX, by Total Value Locked, TVL, lots of abbreviations for you today, on Avalanche, is deploying on a popular network, Ethereum scaling solution, providing proof of life for at least some decentralized applications hanging around near the hopefully bear market bottom. Trader Joe, launched in 2021, has never deployed to a new blockchain until now. With the highest trading volume among all applications running on Avalanche, its testnet will deploy in the next few days ahead of an expected mainnet launch date set for some time early next year. Staying committed to its Avalanche roots, the Arbitrum integration will only offer certain features to the Layer 2 scaling solutions community, like its new automated market maker and trading services, at least initially. The full suite of Trade services will remain exclusively available via Avalanche only. As a competing blockchain network, Avalanche has been referred to as one of many Ethereum killers, but looks to be following a growing list of DeFi protocols deploying across multiple blockchains recently in order to reach a broader user base. So what are we to make of all this? Well, with the TVL of the DeFi sector down over 75% since the beginning of the year, it's not surprising that protocols are deploying products across multiple networks to gain as much exposure as possible. And of course, what doesn't help the DeFi sector is the extent of exploits and hacks we are experiencing. DeFi protocol Anchor, A-N-K-R, which called itself the first node-as-a-service platform, has suffered a multi-million dollar exploit due to a bug in its code that allowed for unlimited minting of its token. According to security research firm PeckShield, the code behind the Anchor contract allows any user to mint an unlimited amount of the protocol's reward-bearing stake and tokens without any sort of verification. This allowed the hacker to mint six quadrillion of the ABNBC token. Binance CEO CZ tweeted that his exchange had frozen $3 million, which had been sent to his exchange by the hackers. So we are sensing an environment that is suspicious of DeFi protocols. This will feed into the strategy that we are about to discuss. As well as in DeFi, we're also seeing a lot of fights in the NFT markets to adapt and become appropriate in the current market conditions. Earlier this year, Magic Eden announced that it would make NFT royalties optional, allowing buyers and sellers of NFTs to choose the percentage a creator would receive. The controversial decision came with backlash from creators. They have now created code allowing creators to enforce royalties on any new collections heading to the Magic Eden marketplace. This new feature is a tool built on Solana's SPL managed token standard called the Open Creator Protocol. Creators who use the OCP feature can ban marketplaces that have not enforced creator royalties. A key feature of the protocol is customizable transferability. Creators can set a maximum number of transfers for an NFT and even limit the amount of time the asset is tradable. Another feature allows creators to specify a relationship between the price of the NFT and creator royalties, reducing royalties as the price climbs higher. To celebrate the release of the protocol, Magic Eden will offer free mints of gift boxes on launch day. The gift boxes contain prizes such as a MacBook, free NFTs, whitelist access, etc. 
Fear and uncertainty still around the Solana chain due to FTX's large holdings. Perhaps these dynamic features from Magic Eden can bring users back to the once thriving NFT marketplace on Solana. So remember NFT growth and development when it comes to discussing our strategy. The final thing I just have to touch on before we just deep dive into that strategy and the tools to use is Sam Bankman-Fried's latest antics. The disgraced crypto mogul spoke for about two hours about the collapse of FTX during a Twitter Spaces event hosted by Mario Norfolk, telling half a dozen interviewers that he wasn't clear about some of the events that caused his firm to file for bankruptcy protection. At least 30,000 listeners tuned into the event. Bankman Fried used the phrase, I don't remember, at least 10 times during the interview, sidestepping questions about how he mishandled his crypto empire. He expressed regret for how his business imploded, saying he wasn't on top of, and felt compelled to explain what went wrong. I feel like you all deserve to hear from me about what happened, Bankman Fried said, responding to a question about why he wants to talk. I feel incredibly bad about it. It does feel difficult to understand what Sam Bankman Fried's remorse is going to do for us who were impacted by FTX. Unless his remorse somehow turns into tears and he cries us a river, and that river goes on to create a very fertile habitat for agriculture, let's say, and then people use that agriculture to create income, which then goes on to help them recover the losses they experienced, their life savings for some people from the FTX collapse, it seems difficult and a bit of a stretch to imagine how his remorse will get us very far. Anywho, we are now ready to discuss our strategy. Right, let's talk strategy. We covered the reasons why the DeFi ecosystem might not be the most attractive at the moment. And then we went on to talk about how NFTs are attempting to make a comeback. Naturally, understanding that market context makes NFTs a bit interesting to explore. So that's step one really, is looking at the market context and seeing what area you want to investigate on a given day for money making opportunities. Step two includes using on-chain analytics to suss out if there's any opportunities in said area of the cryptocurrency markets. Once we have picked a ecosystem or a blockchain or just any area really of the cryptocurrency markets to look at, the first thing we want to do is look at the five hottest projects by 24 hour volume on that ecosystem or area of the market. So we established that the Solana NFT marketplace is not looking that good at the moment. So perhaps we can consider the top NFT projects on Ethereum by volume. We can identify trending NFT collections. We can carry out due diligence to understand whether we should invest or look for projects with similar traits. We like to use Nansen when it comes to on-chain analytics data. If we were to look at the top five projects, by 24 hour volume in terms of NFTs on the Ethereum blockchain, we would get the following information. We would see that four of the top five hottest projects this week represent the largest projects by market cap on Ethereum. When the market focuses on such projects, it is a sign that they are not willing to take on the risk of newer early stage projects. LUSD bond NFT has been on our radar almost every week since it launched. Whilst separated from the main NFT marketplace, as it supports a DeFi mechanism, the market has shown significant demand for involvement. Also, Yuga Lab assets have had a strong week with floor prices of these collections up 6-15% to in the last 7 days. 
After finding these top projects, we like to look at smart money activity. As well as overall market volume, we can break down smart money buys and sells to understand their market sentiment. There's a graph on Nansen that we can use to show the volume of smart money buys, usually shown in red, against smart money sales, which is usually shown in blue. Last week, we saw a large spike in smart money buys. However, since we have seen a return to low smart money buy volume. This is an indication that smart money used the crash in the middle of November to buy the dip, but are generally not looking to purchase assets during these market conditions. So through the power of on-chain analytics, we've looked at the hottest projects, NFT projects on the Ethereum blockchain by volume and smart money activity. Putting these two bits of information together, we can draw some key takeaways. The first thing we can do is track our blocks launches. Our block launches have consistently generated positive price action and volume on launch. Track their launches to find what are often rare opportunities during these market conditions. These market conditions are generally tougher to uh, just generally make money, to hop onto a trend and then see that trend overextend, which we see a lot in bullish crypto markets. It's more about finding opportunities early and capitalizing off of them. Nansen and on-chain analytics allows us to do just that as we have demonstrated just now. The second way you can take advantage of this data is to look for opportunities to reduce risk. During downtrends, price can be expected to continue dropping. Therefore, as a general rule, look for opportunities to reduce risk rather than take more on by purchasing more assets. On-chain analytics through providers like Nansen allows us to explore things like what smart money are doing, which projects are trending at the moment, and another filter which we didn't consider today, but whether smart money are involved in those projects, which adds an extra layer of confidence in said projects. This is an approach that you can repeat every single day for whatever area of the market that you are interested in, and the results can help you identify projects or opportunities early that then go on to make a lot of money for you. Favel, goodbye in Danish. 